It's time for the Noble Capital Radio Hour with the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area and beyond. Featuring the Vice President of Noble Capital Wealth Management, Jess Hamill, and Financial Advisor, Jonathan Berkland. Here's your host, Walter Storholt. You're tuned into the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Walter Storholt with you alongside Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland. Great team at Noble Capital Wealth Management serving you throughout the Austin area. And we've got a great conversation. If you are interested in retirement planning, financial planning, and you want to get better at it, you want to get the retirement you've desired and thought about for all your working life, this is going to be a really good segment for you because I'm willing to bet that you've spent some time planning or imagining your retirement based off of some of the rules that we're going to talk about over the next couple of minutes. We're talking about obsolete retirement planning. You know, Jess and Jonathan, just like an iPhone or a computer becomes obsolete, what feels like maybe, you know, two or three years after you buy it these days, you know, it needs to be replaced. And I think some people think that, uh, you know, retirement uh, planning, some of these rules, I think are obsolete. We need to replace them. So I'm going to throw out some rules. You let me know, are they indeed outdated? Why are they outdated? How should we be thinking differently as we head forward? Uh, I, I love your approach on that. That's who's, awesome. who's got the oldest phone, model phone, by the way, as we sit here today? Does anybody have I could have won that tech? one by like a mile. <laughs> I had a I had an iPhone 4 for a long time oh, until it died on me. And then, and then I had a 5 for, for years until until Jess made me get a new one. He actually gave me like an, an old, old like two generations for him ago phone that I since shattered but anyways it was, actually when i gave you that phone that was one generation newer than the phone i had oh really yeah are you sure about that positive okay well i i try not to upgrade i just i just needed very basic functions i like i like to try to stay about three generations behind so the processor on the older phones can't keep up with all the additional software and everything that they're packing into them because the new processors are so fast they keep designing yeah. everything for right. that. So and they stop updating them and it's just a pain. Yeah. At some at some point the phone can't handle all of the, everything that's being thrown at it because it's designed for a three or four you know generation newer phone. Yep. Yep. But but well, yeah, when I gave him that phone, that was newer than my phone. <laughs> and now I've got one generation newer than his, which is so still three three generations. We're late back. adopters. Let's just yeah. say that. <laughs> my, my folks have you beat. My folks are still both flip phones. Flip so, phones. Oh, wow. Wow. They're, they're, awesome. they're still really rocking the obsolete uh, technology. But uh, in any event, let's turn the page to obsolete retirement planning. So I know this one has been pervasive through the retirement world, and that's been the four percent rule that's been like the standard for a really long time right yeah i mean the, the you know the four percent rule you can take four percent out of your retirement accounts and then you, you won't run out for the rest of your life you're going to be good to go i mean that's well i'd love to say that 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 would work in this day and age i mean that's it's, so it's, old that's old school man you know yeah it just it just doesn't make sense in the in the retirement world as, as we see it today we're, we're in a great spot right now from a tax standpoint but um, really tax rates can only go up from here right so you have people who, who are retiring now who took advantage of those tax deferred accounts and you know four percent coming out of a tax deferred account when all of your income is is taxable instead of you know tax tax uh, free like in a roth or or maybe even just a little bit more tax efficient and in other investments um you know we're seeing a lot of those sort of situations nowadays so four percent rule doesn't always hold true and and just quite frankly it's just not our style of planning just kind of cross your fingers hope for the best we can just draw down and yeah you're going to be okay we, we like to really put down on paper um, you know, starting with your budget, what are we trying to obtain? Uh, how much of that 
that do we already have guaranteed uh, you know as much as we can consider social security guaranteed right um, maybe that with pensions uh, other sorts of, of of annuity style income and then what's the gap that we can fill to even give you a little bit more guaranteed income and really let that be the style of planning versus just the the spin down build up a pile of money and, and spend it all down it's just uh, it's not a great great feeling yeah, sending I mean, somebody the, off like could, that you could outlive your prediction by a decade you know, right, you're, right. You're, yeah. you're How counting, long you're you counting on, on making it to 87, so you spend all your money and all of a sudden you, you, you're a centurion. Exactly, exactly. So it's just, it's, it's a little bit of an outdated rule. Um, you know, I'd love for the market to keep running and, and, and that be able to work for some people, but we really kind of have to plan for the worst and hope for the best. And in doing that, you ensure you have a little bit more or a lot more confidence in retirement and your spending habits. And you're not worried about, is that 4% really going to be 4? Does it actually have to be 2? It's just not a concern. That's not a place we want you to be, whether or not it's going to work for you or not, right? And that's the that's the fundamental basis of what we do here is to get away from that scenario. That yeah, that mindset exactly. Right. That's that's old school, just from a, an income planning approach. Uh, let alone you know the, the viability of it. It seems like uh, you guys obviously kind of undress that rule pretty fully, but are people still really <laughs> believing that one when they walk in the door? I mean, is that still common that folks kind of know that rule or have heard that that's the way to go? My first appointment today. That, that's exactly <laughs> that's what the, this, really this guy came in. He was, he's very, very pro-market. You know, he's got most of his stuff in dividend-producing stocks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that was the first the, the first topic we talked about was that 4% rule. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, having a, a market portfolio with dividend-paying stocks, I mean, that, that works for some people. Certainly as part of the portfolio. But just as a whole, we do see people coming in saying, hey, I worked hard my whole life. I saved up this, this pile of, of coins, so to speak, and I'm just going to go – draw from it just kind of put it in my backyard and, and draw from it that's kind of like the just the mindset that's what i picture in my head is somebody just kind of going through their stash and just spinning it down and essentially hoping for the best hoping something unexpected doesn't happen hoping they don't they don't live past their their supposed life expectancy and you know um kind of locking themselves into maybe a lifestyle that's that's lesser than it could be if they if they put together a, a complete and holistic income plan yeah, exactly. And so a lot of these people, it amazes me people make it that far successful, smart people, with nice size portfolios. They literally they're in that mindset. Just how much can I spend without having to worry about running out? And, right. And right. If you can tell me the day you're going to die, then I can tell you exactly that amount. But right, we're talking a 20 year span that you could be off either direction. Exactly. I mean, your whole life, you're in your, your whole working life. You're in the accumulation mode. Right. So you're thinking, what's the opposite of that in retirement? It would just be the, the decumulation, right? You just spend it down, but that's not exactly the case. You don't just do the opposite in retirement. We, we do want to do something different, but we're trying to reposition those assets to be income producing assets. And that could mean a wide variety of things, including dividend uh, producing stocks. But um, we want to make sure that we're not just depleting our, our net worth as the to form the basis of our income. We're using it to produce income and, and ideally maintain as much of that principle as possible to ensure future income. Guys, that's the 4% rule, and it was so widely believed as kind of the way to go for such a long period of time. It seems like probably with that misinformation so well ingrained, it just makes your job a lot harder because you have to kind of tear down that notion first before you can build up the proper plan. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's, it's a, 4% is not a huge number on there. So that's uh, that makes it a little bit easier when they're coming in trying to apply that rule. And I'm like, no, that's not going to work, but let me show you what will. And the, the numbers get pretty close on that. We just do it differently than spinning down and assuming the market's going to keep producing 4%. We're, we're more scientific and we dial it in and get more guarantee on that. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay. We love having the conversation. That's why we do this radio show, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> part of it is getting out there and educating the community on, on better retirement planning habits. Um, it's, it's as simple as that. And so depending on 
you know, the level of receptiveness that the client has towards learning something new, you know, we, we can we can work with you or we can't. Like that's that's kind of the it depends on how deeply ingrained that philosophy is on how hard we have to work. But you know, if, you, if you're open to kind of learning uh, about how we do retirement planning and are looking for something that's a little bit gives you a little bit more confidence than the four percent rule, then then we're here for you. But what, you know, one thing that makes that a little bit easier on my part at least is you know when we put it down on an actual laddered income plan and show them exactly where their income is going to be coming from and how it's you almost see the light bulb go off above their head people that just they just didn't have a plan their plan yeah. was that they have a 401k and they're going to spend, spend it, and, it down. And, and hope that they run out for where it does yeah it, period. that's the exciting part the light bulb moment yeah. yeah so we're starting from scratch at that part but you know it's cool that's that's a that's like a piece of clay i can mold somebody and make them understand okay this is you're not getting a paycheck anymore we've got to replace the paycheck with income it, it amazes me the whole notion of income versus spend down mm -hmm. that 80% of my clients that walk in here, I mean, that's their plan. Just spend down, just save it up and spend it down and hope it doesn't run out. That's, that's no way to live, man. I couldn't do that. So I would imagine that that scenario that I just discussed probably is covering 70, 75% of the, the listeners out there. So if, if that's your plan, spend it down and hope that you get the math right so that we don't run out of money, we can probably improve on that plan a little bit for you. So I would love to have you come out to our, our seminar, our dinner and discussion seminar where we can uh, enlighten you on the more, uh, the more modern, the more logical way to utilize your assets to retire. Jonathan and Jess hold a lot of these events throughout the area, so there will be a convenient time for you to come by and have dinner and a discussion about what's going on in your financial life and learn a little bit about some of these really important topics when it comes to retirement and financial planning. What's important to know? They're going to cover it at the events to give you a really good start to putting together a financial plan. If you would like to attend an upcoming event, you can go to ncwealth.com to see the list of upcoming dinner and discussion seminars. That's ncwealth.com. Dot com. You can also call or text the team uh, to ask if you can come to one of those events as well at 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. And call or text if you want to come to an upcoming event and express your interest that way, and we'll get you RSVP for an upcoming event. Uh, so 512-492-3800, your chance to get some more information like what we cover here on the show, but in depth even more at the events. Or again, go online to ncwealth.com to inquire there. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Stay tuned. Talk 1370, the right choice. You're tuned in to Noble Capital Radio Hour, the show for you if you're looking to get to and all the way through retirement. We talk about important topics each and every time here on the show. Walter Storholt with you alongside Jonathan Berkland and Jess Hamill, the great team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area. You can find us online by going to ncwealth.com. Guys, we want to talk today a little bit about some obsolete retirement planning advice. These are the rules that really just don't hold any water anymore. Now, I know the 4% rule was pretty prevalent. Like even some, you know, just the average retiree kind of has heard of the 4% rule. I don't know if this one is prevalent or not. You let me know if it is. But there was this belief that there was this thing called the 10-5-3 rule that stated over time you can expect 10% return from stocks, 5% return from bonds, and 3% return on your cash. Well, obviously, in today's world, we can kind of scoff at that rule. Man, right? find, find me 3% of my cash, and I'm there, man. All right? <laughs> that would make your planning really easy in today's world. Yeah, I, oh, it would. Well, I'm not about my own money. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, yeah, I'm very, I mean, that one's just thrown out the window. I mean, it's just not realistic, right? Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm very fortunate. I'm not going to mention the, the name of the company that I was with before I came over here, but, you know, a, a big company. 
and we actually still have pensions over there. So I, I will have a pension just from the eight years that I was with them there. So at this this wonderful company, I uh, can I can keep cash in the old 401k and get 5% on it from them. What? Just Whoa. leaving it there. There's zero risk whatsoever, 5%. Wow. wow. And then also, my, my, <laughs> my parents, I mean, I'm going through all this income planning with my mom and dad. I'm like, Mom, why do you have all this cash just sitting there at, you know, ABC company, right? And she's like, here, 5%. Guarantee. It's just, it's like a savings account with 5%. That's incredible. Well, so you're proving this wrong. You're proving it's not a 3%, it's 5%. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. No. Uh, but I but think that's a unique situation. Sure, yeah, for, for, for most people, that's obviously not true. I mean, um, sure, I mean, over the last. 10, 10 years easily. I mean, if you're if you're playing in the stock game, you, you're you're doing probably better than ten percent. But mm -hmm. that's certainly not the case for for every stock, and it's certainly not the case three sixty five, right? You know, we had plenty of of down cycles along the way to get to where we are, despite being kind of on top of the world, so to speak. But you know, in retirement, particularly for your income planning in retirement, we really can't depend upon constant returns, whatever those returns are going to be, right? We can't, even if we're talking uh, stocks, bonds, cash, you know, we, we can't necessarily say that we're going to get a steady 10, 5, 3%, let alone the fact that that's shooting too high anyways, right? We yeah. have to plan for those dips and we really need to plan around it and say, okay, how much of that risk, that income risk, do we want to take off the table and guarantee for ourselves? The, the other thing is, it amazes me how nobody really asks the question or digs a little bit deeper. Where do these numbers come from? Right. These are from long-term accumulation. So they're saying, you know, over over a 30-year period, over a 20-year right, period, right. you know, you'll, you'll average this. Well, that's great, but that's going to be ups and downs. So ups if and I downs. retire and the next day it goes down for 10 years, I got a problem. So you know, even 4%, 5%, whatever that number is, that's not a steady, consistent number. That's a that's an average of a whole bunch of ups and downs over a long period of time. Right. I'm retired. I don't have 20 years to wait for something to, to walk back. Right. We would like to see 50 to 80% of your income coming from safe, secured, perhaps guaranteed sources. And, and that difference, that, that 20 to 50% that you're making up the gap with, if that's coming from riskier accounts, let's at least assume a lower rate of return than has been um, historically prevalent, right? So if, if the rate's 10%, let's call it five. And then let's do some conservative planning around it and not just some assumptive planning and shoot for the moon, hope for the best kind of stuff. That, that just doesn't get you to the end of the road with confidence. And that's what we're shooting for with retirement planning here at Noble Capital. It's all about the confidence. That's, and that's really true. That's exactly what we would do. We're, I'm not here to make you rich. When you come into my office in your late 50s, early 60s, if you have not accumulated a tremendous amount of wealth at this point in your life, you're not likely to and you can take some huge risk and get lucky on something but you know that's a big risk to take just as you stop working nobody wants to go back to work right right so that yeah, those are those are old outdated and even in the the time when they were current it still had all kinds of flaws well let's walk down that road a little bit further there's uh, it's not necessarily a rule but outdated piece of retirement planning advice and that would be the old standby kind of throwaway statement but one that's really stuck in people's minds up into this day move out of stocks and into bonds as you get older that's the secret yeah. that's the secret I mean, that's, <laughs> and that's it's funny cuz I'll ask uh, a new client when we're interviewing you know do you have a financial advisor oh yeah i got you know this guy over at you know xyz or whatever I say, well, is he a retirement uh, specialist or the accumulation specialist? And I get the same answer all the time. Well, we told him that we're retiring, so he just dropped our risk tolerance down a little bit. Right, we moved, right. We moved more into bonds. It, nothing to do with income, nothing to do with the planning, just basically lowered the risk on the accumulation. And what do they still have? 
a spin down. Right, right, and and a portfolio that if we get another you know financial crisis, two thousand eight, e- even just a minor market dip, I mean, your portfolio is still going to be down. I mean, b- bonds don't protect you from 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 losing the you know yeah. the value of, of your portfolio. I mean, it's it's not somewhere you want to be trying to draw down cash from these investments for income purposes in a down market, regardless of whether you're holding stocks or bonds. I mean, it's. That's not where you want your income plan to be uh, primarily. So, and, and, and it amazes me how many people don't follow all the way through on that. There's the old uh, trick question that I ask people. You know, your people are talking about 2008 all the time. They'll say, man, my 401k was down 40%, and all my friends bailed out, but I was smart. I stuck in there. Now it's back up 40%, so I'm good. And I'm like, you're not even where you started. And they'll argue with me, right? So it's that the only thing that makes a portfolio lose value faster than the market going down is you spending it while it's going down. So... If you have $100,000 and you take a 50% hit, you have $50,000, right? And then if it goes up 50%, how much do you have? Not 100000 you got 75000 So I've got to get 100% return to offset a 50% loss. And that's assuming I'm not spending it while it's going on. Exactly, exactly. And so I have all these successful, smart people that come in here and will argue with me. If it's down 40 and up 40, I'm where I started. I'm like, no, it's not. Let me, it work let me show way. you on the wall here. You know, yeah, I have to like yeah. draw it out. And that's another light bulb moment. You can literally see in their eyes when they understand and realize how fundamentally wrong they were. It's it's, it's not difficult. You know? Yep, yep. It's perfectly acceptable to, to hold bonds as part of your investment portfolio. Many of our clients do. Um, it's just a matter of what, what are we doing with those investments? Is that what we're, what we're using for income purposes on a daily basis? Hopefully not. Hopefully that's part of more of our long-term um, investment bucket that yeah, maybe we're, we're looking to, to draw down on for for those fantastic vacations or maybe just pass along as a legacy piece you know 10 20 maybe even 30 years down the road yeah but, you know everybody everybody says bonds are safe right bonds are safe the older you get the more you want to uh, reallocate your portfolio to get more bonds but people forget bonds are sold and traded and bought on the open market like anything else you don't yeah. necessarily keep it to maturity so what happens to bond values as interest rates go up? Right, bond right. values go down, and where are we in interest rates? They're like we're almost to zero, so there's nowhere <laughs> there's nowhere for interest rates to go but up, which means yeah. the only thing that a bond's going to do is lose value. Yeah, yep. bottom line. That's yeah, a big distinction that I don't think a lot of people realize. So it's really important to understand that. And to kind of put a bow on this conversation, guys, I mean, we talk about these outdated rules, but people have believed in these things and they've kind of latched onto them. I think in part because they're easy, right? I mean, they're simple. We've got so many things going on in our lives. So if I can kind of just latch on to a sentence or a quick rule and kind of follow that and let that be sort of my beacon, then it just makes the whole process a lot easier. But it's a yeah. real issue. It's a real problem if we're if our beacon is leading us out into the ocean and not back to land. Yeah, and people are going, you know, that's what my grandfather told me 30 years ago. Right, and, and, right. and I love him. He was smart, so I'm going to follow that. I'm like, well, you know, 30 years ago, that might have been the case, but things have changed since then. You know? Yeah, if, 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 you, if it sounds good and you want to believe in it, but you have that kind of inkling in the back of your mind, you're just thinking, man, I don't know about that. I mean, it, it's probably for a reason, right? I mean, these, these are old sayings that aren't necessarily true anymore. And, and, and more specifically, I mean, I think they're really put in place, unfortunately, by, by people who are, are pushing a, a certain uh, investment philosophy, right? Yeah, which, which people is People that are going to benefit from you following that. Right. Path. Wall Street, right? I mean, that, that's, yeah. that, those are the investments. That's, that's where these philosophies come from. And, and again, we've said it repeatedly on this show. It's not that you can't have Wall Street as part of your, your retirement plan. We're just saying maybe think about not having it be all of your plan, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Let's, let's think about your retirement income in more than one way. 
That's a great like, point, Jonathan. I, I like the way he put that together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you like the education that you get here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour show and you want to get more of it, you want us to go more in-depth, you can do that away from the radio. You can actually come in and attend some of the great dinner and discussion seminars that the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management put on uh, all the time throughout the Austin area here. Jonathan, can you tell us a little bit about these events uh, who should attend them, what they're going to learn when they come in, and how they work. And I'll tell folks how they can get out there and, and uh, Absolutely. sign up. Absolutely. So these events are really for anybody who is in, retired now or retiring soon. Somebody who uh, maybe is, is not in quite the place they want to be from a retirement plan overall. You don't quite have a plan. You're not quite sure if, if you're going to make it. Or if you just want to sure up a, an existing plan that you have and, and get a second opinion. So that's really what we do in these retirement dinner events. We talk more about who we are, what we do, how we operate in practice. And we give you some some little tidbits and pieces of advice uh, that you can apply to, to your own plan. And then give you the opportunity to come in and see us on a one-on-one basis where we can really dive into your specific situation and start talking the nuts and bolts of your individual plan. Right. So, I mean, the, for me, the purpose of the seminar is to educate people um, to some certain level. I mean, we only got an hour, so I, mean, I can't do three weeks worth of appointments, but to kind of enlighten them on some of the holes yeah. in, the, in the plan. You know, I'm doing quotation marks up here and there on okay. the plan they have that's, that's typically not a plan. Um, it's like, here's the fundamental basics. Here are the, the, the old school things that don't apply. And if you want to learn any more about this, if you think I'm a smart guy or you like me or you want to hang out, make an appointment, come in, and then we'll actually get, get down to the, the nitty-gritty. And you get to eat a little bit while you learn. And that's, that's always it. Get a free great food, meal, right? man. Yeah, always awesome a bonus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to sign up for one of these upcoming events, you can see the full list of events and RSVP right on the website, ncwealth.com. Again, that's ncwealth.com. It's a great place to go and sign up for an upcoming dinner and discussion seminar where you can learn more about financial and retirement planning, the basics, but also a little bit more in-depth so you can really walk away with some great knowledge like we do here on the show, but uh, even more so when you come into one of the events. If you prefer to call or text, you can do that as well. And just uh, shoot a simple text, say, I'd like to come to an upcoming event. We'll get you details. Or you can call 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour with Jess Hamill, Jonathan Berkland. I'm Walter Storholt. Stay tuned. It's getting to know you time. It's getting to know you time with the team at Noble Capital, Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland uh, with me today. And guys, uh, my getting to know you question this week, what's an idea, innovation, invention, something along those lines that you hope gets developed in the next, uh, let's say, decade? Oh, wow. Wireless charging for sure. That's kind of a thing, though, right? I mean, well, yeah. uh, okay. so there's wireless charging where you have, you know, you're sitting on a charging pad. I'm talking about across the room. I'm talking about just like you walk totally in your house right. and I'm your phone starts charging. Flow kind of, of electrons. You know, the, the, the lamp does not need to be plugged uh, into the wall. The physics major over here Ooh, talking. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That would just um, be weird, wouldn't it? No, it's great. It's coming, too. You know, I think here in Austin, we have two seasons. It's usually hot, really hot or <laughs> cold, right? We don't, we don't have much of in between. So. Whenever I'm walking around on the really hot or the really cold, I want like some kind of bubble around me that just it's like <laughs> AC that you can walk with, you know. But I don't want to. I don't want to walk around like you know looking like Marshmallow Man or something. So it needs to be kind of invisible, but just like a, an aura or a cloud of AC. 
I That's really want awesome. that. They could That's do that with clothing, yeah. probably. I've thought about that a That's lot, a actually. So. I like that. <laughs> what was the... Let's develop that, man. What was that Back to the Future where he gets all wet and then he hits a button on his clothes and it gets all the yeah. wind and it dries his clothes out? So you need something like that, just like a weather system yeah. in a jacket. Some, you know? some kind of something. You know, and they have a little, like, heated jackets and stuff, like if you go skiing and things like that, but it's it's not... here. I need the opposite, too, the AC, the cool, right? We need that as well, so... Maybe, maybe it exists. An actual atmospheric yeah, condition. Yeah, I can exist in space and it just kind of follows me around. Truly wow, truly awesome. living in your own bubble. That's, exactly. That's deep. Exactly. That is. That's very cool. Wow. Very neat. Well, there you go. Getting to know the team at Noble Capital. More coming up on today's show. Back to the financial discussions next. If you ever miss a show, don't worry. You can always catch up later with the Noble Capital Radio Hour podcast. Find it on your favorite podcasting apps like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. Just look for the Noble Capital Radio Hour podcast or go online to ncwealth.com. Thanks for joining us on the Noble Capital Radio Hour today. Hope you enjoy the show. Walter Storholt here alongside Jonathan Berklin and Jess Hamill, the fantastic team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area. They have an office at Steck and Mopac across from Luby's. And you can also find us online if you want to find out about upcoming dinner and discussion seminars that the team hosts constantly throughout the area at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. I want to spend a couple minutes today talking about predictable income. And guys, I'm curious, what are some of the retirement income sources that people might view as predictable but really aren't completely predictable. Where, where do you see a lot of misinformation about predictable income about out there? Well, one could argue that Social Security would fit into that category. <laughs> right, yeah. So we all hope it's going to be there and predictable, but uh, <laughs> certainly cost of living adjustments aren't predictable, right? right? So you're not guaranteed to keep up with inflation. So they're, they're not only are they not guaranteed to even have the cost of living adjustment, they're also not, the, the amount is not guaranteed. So you never know when it's coming or how much it's going to be, but we typically plan for that flat and don't assume anything. Flat across the board, across right? No adjustments, yep. I mean, I think you could throw, uh, you know, dividend paying uh, stocks, stocks right in there. Thing, yeah. uh, um, okay. You know, yeah. yes, yes, it's it's consistent as long as it's consistent and predictable, you know what I mean? And, until it's not. Um, generally, companies don't like to lower their dividends for obvious reasons, but it, it has happened and it does happen. So if that is more, uh, than a small portion of your income and it can negatively impact you know your, your spending for for bills and groceries and that sort of thing you might want to second guess that option and maybe consider something slightly more predictable than, than dividend paying stocks yeah also I would say you know things that are in the oil industry natural gas and oil um, I've had clients come in here that you know they've got some mineral rights somewhere sometimes you know you see them kicking off twenty twenty five thousand dollars a month just like a slot machine regularly and then all of a sudden there's a problem you know either it runs out of oil or or there's the environment changes in which that's selling and all of a sudden that's that's not happening anymore and people yeah. freak out yeah you know, they're and counting on it just happening for the rest of their life and you see that flip-flop here in texas yeah frequently Big right time. right I mean, something that uh, people might not necessarily consider just because our housing market is so positive here and has been for so long but just rental income oh, yeah. right i mean you, you can own rental property and and be counting on the income to come in but if things happen you, you know you have a tenant move out it may be difficult to find a tenant for some rhyme or reason you may have uh, you know damage to the property you have to repair in between tenants it takes time so you know there is a risk of losing that rental income but those property taxes don't stop right and <laughs> you have to keep the lights on so to speak there so those those costs are still going to remain so it's something to consider if you know you have that rental property as a large part of your retirement income just expect to, to maybe not uh, receive income 
income all 12 months of the year, maybe what just a, 10 months. What so. about bonds? Would you throw that into the mix as well? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to hold them to maturity, then you know what you're going to get. Um, but you know, if you're if you're playing in the world of bond funds, um, certainly we see those um, rise and falls, the interest market moves. So it's definitely a risk. You know, it's kind of back to the dividend paying stocks. I mean, you can play in those waters, but you you have to know what you're getting into. It's it's not always a, a guaranteed thing. And something to consider on that when he was talking about the bond funds. You know, like he said, if you hold it to maturity, you know what you're going to get, assuming that whoever issued that bond is still around. That's a good point. <laughs> um, and bonds are, you know, bought and traded and sold it and sold on the market just like anything else. But, yeah. you know, they have an inverse reaction to interest rates. So yeah. interest rates are so low right now, there's really nowhere for rates to do to go but up, which means the bond values can yeah. only go down. Yeah. I mean, unless you're building like a treasury bond, you know, something yeah. super, super stable, you know, is going to be there, is, you know, assuming, you know, you know, it's kind of like Social Security, as long as you know, governments in place, we should be good to go, but uh, there's always a little bit of risk. Yeah, and the return right? on that's not going to be, you know, yeah, no, and you're not, you're not, you're not making anything great on that. So there's, there's definitely better options uh, to get a little bit higher return and something that's perhaps even more guaranteed. Yeah, yeah I was, was going to say, it seems like you guys have listed every single type of <laughs> income out there, and it's like, okay, not guaranteed, not well, guaranteed, not, yeah. not reliable. So, I mean, is there such a thing as having guaranteed income in retirement, or maybe the key the- question is guaranteed by whom? There definitely is, but I want to throw one more thing in there that a lot okay. of people come in. Well, not a lot of people, but I've had people come in that have built a, a plan for the retirement that's very, very heavily based on some sort of an income stream from a, a company they sold. So let's say Jonathan and I start our own company and you know things are going good for 15, 20 years and we, we build it up and I decide to walk away. And I've got a buyout scenario with him that, that theoretically, as long as the business is going good, I should have an income stream for life. But let's say he, he screws it up, crashes it. Yeah, I'm just an idiot, right? Yeah. yeah. So now I've got the majority of my retirement based upon an income stream that all of a sudden goes away because of something that I have no control over. And, and I have seen that happen quite a bit. Yeah, we do see the business owners come through in that scenario. Yeah. So if you don't have a contingency or a business continuity plan that you believe in, maybe reconsider, right? Yeah, for sure. So would but you say so, there isn't, yeah, is, is there such thing as a guaranteed income in retirement? Definitely. And once again, so we've got a, to, the basis of any of these conversations we're talking about guarantee is that a guarantee is only as good as the person that wrote the guarantee, right? So making the assumption that what we're going to talk about in this discussion, that we can count on the actual guarantee, then, you know, annuities. Annuities would be the, the most obvious first choice there. Yep. It's something that's guaranteed for life. It's contractual. There's no wishy-washy gray area in the contract. And it says that if you turn this income stream on at 67 and you're going to get $2,741.19 a month for the rest of your life, well, that's it. That's what's going to happen. There's nothing that's going to change on it. Done. Set in stone. Yep. I mean, if you have a pension that you believe in, same, same thing. Just pension is an annuity, right? So if, if you believe in, in that part, pension. Yeah. But we, we see uh, so, some some pensions that aren't so successful, right, just because of who manages and operates them. We, we find a lot more success in the annuity world. Right. It's You know, when pensions were exclusively annuities, it yep. was not a problem. And then some companies decided they could save some money or make more money by instead of purchasing an annuity as a pension for the employee, they would just manage it themselves. Yeah. As long as, as long as they're great, you know, money managers and the market goes good, everything's fine. You know, Enron would be a, a good example of that. You see pension funds that, that collapse and crash and people are just, you know, kind of out of luck. Right, right. Even if you guys do establish predictable income streams for somebody, what do you do as inflation increases and the buying power of that income is decreased over time? That's usually the first question that that comes up when we talk about annuities, and I'm not trying to focus on them, but that is kind of the topic we're talking about here. There are inflation-adjusted annuities out there. We don't typically use them. 
we do instead is put that control back into into our hands. So for instance, for ease of math, let's say instead of getting a million dollar annuity that is inflation adjusted for the rest of your life and realizing that what that means is the first half of that is going to be a lower amount because it's got to make up for the back end. Now we're locked into something that somebody else has made a decision on. I would rather instead of one one million dollar annuity, do four annuities. One for three hundred thousand, one for two hundred thousand, one for a hundred thousand. We break them down like that so that we can control when we turn them on. You obviously would turn the biggest one on first because it's got the least amount of time to accumulate. And then as our needs increase for more income, we selectively turn on the next annuity and then turn on the next one. You can turn them all on at once if you want to. There is no no discount there on economy of scale. So two annuities totaling a million dollars turned on at the same time would give the exact same amount of money as one one million dollar annuity turned on at the same time. Um, but we break it up and put the control back in the client's hands so that we can selectively turn on these future income streams to keep up with inflation or needs on our terms instead of on the insurance right. company's terms. Make it, make it work inside our income plan, right? So don't don't let the, the product or tool dictate your decisions. Let your plan dictate what tools you purchase or, or utilize in that plan, right? Exactly. Well, to kind of bring this uh, conversation full circle, let, let's go back to really focusing on the clients and their perspective and, and point of view here. What are some of the reactions that you get from folks when they come into you? Maybe they've had you know, the rental income, the, the variable things that we've talked about today, or maybe it's a lot of exposure in the stock market and the up and down, and they're worried about you know, where can I actually go to get a guarantee, or they've kind of had those worries about Social Security that you guys addressed. What are some of the reactions that you get from them when you kind of map out these plans for them? I mean, this is your specialty, obviously, is setting up predictable, reliable retirement income and, and making that part of this retirement plan. Do you get some great reactions from folks when they kind of realize it's actually possible to do this? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the biggest uh, testament to our expertise here is when somebody is so impressed that they don't believe it because it's too good to be true. Right, right. I love when people <laughs> Which happens. Yeah. yeah, it happens. People are like, there's, there's just no way. There's, there's no way that's too good to be true. Yeah. There's got to be a catch somewhere. Right. I can't believe this is going to work out. I'm going to have I'm gonna have extra money. What, yeah. what, what, what's exactly. going on? And yeah. it's guaranteed. I don't have to do anything. And it's not dependent upon the market. Yeah. Um, we know today what it's going to be 10 years from now. Um, people yeah. are pretty impressed when we put that together. It's amazing that... And, and I forget sometimes because this is what Jonathan and I do every day. Right. Um, it's obviously not what the clients do every day. So when they come in and we put something together that's that's just fundamental and logical for us, that they're just amazed. It's like you know, it's like we're floating on air or something. They they can't believe that it actually can can work out that way. But it does, and they're happy. And we you know we sign everybody up and get them going, give them a gift. They become clients, and I've made a lot of uh, long time friends doing that. Yeah, but it's definitely working through that sort of that emotional uh, change that is retirement, right? Going from accumulation to preservation and distribution. That's that's what it comes down to. It's it's the shifting of the mindsets to understand you don't have to chase some highest interest rate return that you can possibly achieve and mm -hmm. try to accumulate more of these dollars. You're, you're doing something different with them. So it's it's a change in mindset in terms of how we utilize those dollars. And annuities, certainly with that guaranteed income, they they come out big for us. Do you guys illustrate this further and in more detail uh, with, with some great examples and case studies and those kinds of things at your dinner and discussion seminars? Absolutely. So that, that's one of the things we go into in detail is, is talking to the different uh, types of, of guaranteed income of, of annuities, but also how, how we kind of put those into an overall income plan as, as one of the, uh, the products or tools that facilitate that income plan. So we put up uh, on the board just a pretty rudimentary version of it just to keep it simple, but just walking through how our income plan is built, how it functions and how different uh, products and investments can fit into that plan. So it's certainly something if you're interested and guaranteed income or income planning in general or is my income if it's not guaranteed how does that work into the whole thing 
it's a great opportunity to come out and see how we practice, how we utilize those uh, instruments and tools in our income planning and, and see if it's right for you. And, and if so, then to come out and see us, we'd be happy to put a plan together for you. That illustration also highlights some things that are, that are easier to understand when it's, when it's drawn in front of you. The two that I would refer to there are the, the tax planning, turning on the tax-free or tax-efficient income later on in life so that we're increasing income but not taxable exposure. But even more so, when you start looking at the percentage of your income in each of those legs that's coming from a guaranteed source, the older we get, the more I want more of my income to be guaranteed. Yep. You know, everybody likes surprises, um, but you know, I don't want to. I don't want to surprise at eighty. That's hey, you're going back to work. You know, right. That's, right. That's actually, not the kind we of put a percentage on that, right? We try to start somewhere at least at fifty percent, right? That's that's kind of like the minimum for most people. Some people, it's it's a hundred at, at the start, yeah, but we want, we want to work up closer and closer to a hundred percent guaranteed as we get closer and closer to to the end. Because at some point down the road, you may not be able to, you know, figure out where am I going to get my income from. You don't want to have to mess with that at some point, right? Yeah. If you're if you're 85 and all of a sudden you're $2,500 a month short, that's a hard not thing a to go try to, to generate at that age. You know, right. nobody wants to go back to work at 85. Right. Um, it's one thing to go be a greeter at Walmart, which I still would not want to do, but that's not generating much income. If you've all of a sudden got a really bad hole in your income plan, you're either looking at a significant life change. Well, I guess either way you would be going, yes, yeah. going back to work or dialing back your lifestyle. One of the two. One of the two. Well, it's so much to think about. It's a lot of great detail that we get here on the radio show, but obviously so much more can be covered at those dinner and discussion seminars that Jonathan told you a little bit more about moments ago. And so if you'd like to attend one of those upcoming events, come have dinner with us, discuss some important retirement and financial planning strategies. You can find the list of events, the locations, the dates, and even register online from your smartphone or computer at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. Or call or text 512-492-3800 if you'd like to communicate that way as well. 512-492-3800. What'll happen is you'll come in, you'll meet with the team among some of your peers, have dinner, discuss some of these major mistakes that people make with their financial plans, how to put together proper income plans, and how the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management can certainly help you throughout that process. Events are held throughout the Austin area at various locations, and you can, again, see the list and sign up at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. Or call or text 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour with Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland. I'm Walter Storholt, and there's more on the way. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Do you have a question for the Noble Capital team? Give us a call at 512-492-3800 to get some answers. That's 512-492-3800 or online at ncwealth.com. This is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Walter Storholt here alongside Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkeland of Noble Capital Wealth Management. Great to have you along with us. And I wanted to spend a couple of minutes, guys, talking about another one of those outdated rules in retirement planning and in financial planning. You know, these are the rules that we thought they were the old standbys, the things that we could always count on when putting together a plan. But today they just don't hold as much water as they once did. And in some cases, they're completely false and definitely shouldn't be followed. So let's address another outdated piece of advice on today's show. 
it's funny because I've got two different people that kind of enter into this story. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said, yeah, we're, we're just about ready to retire. We almost have a million dollars saved. And then I was talking to somebody else, and they said, we're not even anywhere close to saving for retirement because we only have $800,000 saved. We still have a long way to go before we hit a million and are ready. And so in both <laughs> cases, the people are like, shooting for a million dollars is like this magic number that they can both retire and it just got me thinking, I wanted to ask you guys, where did this mentality or this, this way of thinking come from? I, I feel like we can throw this into the obsolete rules, right? That there's just this magical number you've got to have? Yeah, I mean, it's it, like anything else. Everything's relative, right? Sure. Um, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when being a millionaire was a big freaking that's, deal. That's right? a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm a millionaire, man. You know, today, that's uh, not, not yeah, so much. Look at real estate in Austin, right? Your, your home's probably worth yeah, at least half, half a million, exactly. right? Just because, yeah. Right. So, but I mean, I can clearly remember in chemistry class, I don't mean why we were doing this, when I was a junior in high school, um, the teacher asked, what would you do if you won a million dollars? And we were kind of going around the room, and, and we're here, you know, a couple of Ferraris and a plane. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, all these 17-year-old kids are thinking how, how fast they can spend that million, right? <laughs> And they come to me, and I said, I'll, I'll put it in the bank. And everybody's like, what? What are you talking about? And then, you can remember, this is back in the 8%, 10% savings. You know, right, the, right. The, interest the rate, rate, yeah. the interest rate on yeah. there, right? And uh, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I said, I'd, I'd put the million dollars in the bank, and I would get 10% interest. And I, I've got $100,000 a year that I can live on. And when I die, somebody gets my million bucks. It's to me, it was just crystal clear. It made so much sense. Just live off that that ten percent so interest. You were doing this kind of stuff since you were a kid, then. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you just I haven't was, stopped. I was, yeah, I was a wee dealer even back then. But I mean, that that mindset. You know, first of all, because of inflation, obviously, you know, a million bucks doesn't go as far as it used to. Um, but people are living longer. They're doing more, and inflation has taken that million dollar benchmark down to not necessarily a big deal at all. So right, right. if you are used to living on sixty thousand, seventy thousand dollars a year, your house is paid off, and you retire and continue to live along that the lines of that lifestyle, million bucks probably get you by. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but man, you can blow through a million bucks quick. I mean, if you're if you're if your household income is, is two hundred thousand dollars, that's what you're used to. And you retire with a million dollars. You better die in four or five years, or you know, yeah, you right. Yeah, you're gonna run. Yeah, it's not gonna take you very it far. It just doesn't last exactly. So that's that's a great point that you're bringing up there. It's really it's not about how much money you have necessarily, or it certainly is, but also relative to that, it's it's what you spend, right? It's it's kind of like it's not what you make, it's what you save in retirement. It, it's not how much you have, it's what you spend, right? And and really what your investments can produce from an income standpoint because ideally we're not just spending down as we've talked before that nest egg we're, we're producing income from it so what can we how can we reposition that nest egg even if it is a, mil a million dollars or less or more um, and create income streams in retirement so I don't I want to freak the listeners out they're going oh my god right, right. Like, I don't even have a million dollars they're telling me even if I did really I'm screwed, screwed. like I said everything is relative but if your goal is to retire and continue to live the lifestyle you've been living, or in a lot of cases, people want to you know upgrade. Increase, exactly. You're not working. Travel, you're exactly. not going to work. That's so right. what are you doing? You're out spending money. You know, yes. You're having fun. Yeah. Um, you know, don't freak out if you don't have a million dollars. Come see us, and we'll we'll you know we'll put it all together for you. Um, but the point that we're trying to make is that the old school rule of thumb: save to hit a million, and then you're home free. 
that's that that's outdated. It's out. You're right, yeah. right. And and there's there's no sense in in stopping necessarily, right? I mean, if, if you hit a million dollars, you can keep, keep going. going. Yeah, and and right. you're, you know, it depends on where you're at in life. I mean, if if you're 80 years old and waiting to get to a million, it might be time to to reconsider, right? And maybe think about retiring and with what you have, right? Everybody's situation is different, but there's nothing saying you need to stop, and there's nothing saying if you don't get there that you can't have a successful retirement. You see them every which way, but it really comes back to making sure you're living within your means. And if you live within your means today, there's probably a pretty good chance that you've saved up a a pretty nice nest egg for retirement and are listening to us and actually considering retiring. Um, And that will help you in retirement if you can just keep that philosophy even if you're spending more still living within your means and really the only way to to know that you can do that confidently is to have a plan an income plan right put together something on a piece of paper that says here's where my money's coming from for the rest of my life and I can go out and hit those golf courses take that cruise do the things I want to do with confidence perfect yeah I love it man if you uh, have any interest, by the way, in putting together an income plan like that, like what we've been talking about on the show, uh, you know, you can reach out at any time and set up a time to come meet or attend an upcoming dinner event uh, where Jess and Jonathan and the guys are talking a little bit more about this in depth, about some of these obsolete rules, some of the key mistakes that people make when it comes to retirement planning and how you can avoid them. You can call or text if you're interested in attending one of those at 512 512- Four nine two thirty eight hundred. That's five one two four nine two thirty eight hundred. Or go online to ncwealth.com. Uh, you know, if we're talking about this million dollar sort of pie in the sky target, that's really just sort of random. Reminds me of that commercial, right? It was what was the company where they were always walking around with a big number that they had to, you know, just these people were in the commercial and they just they were just walking around with a number that was like one million seven hundred and fifty five thousand or nine hundred and seventy two thousand dollars, and everybody's walking around town with the like, number under their with shoulders. their own number. Yeah, everyone has their own number. Right now, that that's probably too much focus on just you got to hit this number right we're still missing that spending component but probably a good lesson from that is that everybody does have their own number absolutely yeah everybody has has their own number where they're at what they've achieved and and it's it's all relative like we've been talking about so it it comes down to what is your plan and and what are you spending and what are you trying to accomplish in retirement i always love learning a little bit here on the show and uh more great information today as well kind of dispelling some of these myths some of these outdated and obsolete retirement planning rules and ways of thinking and again if you've kind of thought this way before you know whether it's something like the four percent rule or you've always kind of abided by that get out of stocks and into bonds as you get closer to retirement rule it may not be as simple as it was back in the 80s and 90s to retire it's a definitely a different time and it's not to say that that was bad advice back then but it might be if you follow it now and that's why the planning is uh, takes a little bit more work a little bit more concern and that's why jess and jonathan are here if you want to come in again to meet with them one-on-one or attend an upcoming dinner and discussion seminar go to ncwealth.com or again you can call 512-492-3800 that's 512-492-3800 and that's all the time that we have for on this week's show for jess hamill and jonathan berkland i'm walter storholt Have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next time back here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour.
All opinions and information expressed by the speakers on this show are solely the opinions of those speakers and not those of Noble Capital or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. All opinions are based on information the speakers consider reliable. Opinions and information are provided as is for educational purposes only, cannot be guaranteed or warranted, may change without notice, and may not be corrected or updated. Opinions and information should not be construed as an inducement to invest and offer to buy or sell securities, nor as legal, tax, or investment advice, nor do they take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and are therefore not necessarily intended as recommendations suitable for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments and strategies mentioned on this program. Neither the speakers, Noble Capital, or their affiliates guarantee any specific outcome or profit. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all investments involve inherent risk of total loss. Strategies and investments fluctuate in price and value, and investors may get back less than they invested. You should seek advice from independent financial investment and legal counsel before making any financial or investment decisions. Transmission of information through this program is not intended and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you and Noble Capital. Information provided on this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. The provision of such information does not imply responsibility for or an endorsement of any third-party information, opinion, recommendation, or investment product. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is prohibited without the prior written consent of Noble Capital.